we're going to go ahead and get started today. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Buster. I'm June's son, her, the best one of the two. But, um, <laughs> you know, we used to joke about I, I was always in trouble. I don't know why, but I got switched quite frequently, and I kept telling my mama it was my sister's fault. And she didn't believe me for years. Don't know why either. But eventually, as we got way into adulthood and the whelps were finally starting to wear off, my sister admitted that she was the reason I got a lot of my whippings back in the day. So anyway, uh, we thank you for being here with us as a family. And it just shows how much my mama was loved. And we, uh, we appreciate all of you that are here. I'm going to just start. This will be just pretty casual. I believe that's what she would like as well. But I wrote this poem, uh, Mother's Day actually, of last year, or this, this year here. But I'm going to start us off with that. It's a Mother's Day melody. Today is a day set aside to give honor to the one we call Mother. The lady who brought us into this world, she is unlike any other. There are those women who took on this early earthly role willingly, even though they never carried a child of their own physically. This woman who bears the burden of raising up a child must have the heart of a warrior, yet walk in a spirit so meek and mild, often giving a life like a secret agent of sorts. She must handle every threat and possible disaster must thwart. Long hours spent before others wake or after they drift off to sleep, doing her best to cook, clean, and even pray for her sheep. Moms are special and deserve much more than we can give, so show her honor by following the de desire of her heart and how you live. Train up a child in the way they should go is a verse widely known, so when they are older, it will not depart from them once out on their own. This promise from God she stands on as her children take flight from the nest, but no matter how worn or weary, a mother may feel she will always fight for her children, never to rest. May we honor these mighty warriors on a Mother's Day morn. If it was not for a mother, none of us would have ever been born. Again, I wrote that in honor of my mom and the ladies in my life that have become mothers, my own daughter and friends and family all across. And I know how proud she was of all of our young ladies. And I believe it's very fitting to share that with you today because that is her, her desire was for her children to always be who they should be in the Lord. I used to talk about my mom getting her knees replaced. Kind of feel like a lot of that was my fault. <laughs> I'm sure she spent a lot of hours on her knees with many ladies that are here today that she went to church with over her lifetime praying for her son and her children and others. So my mom was a prayer warrior for certain. I'm going to ask at this time if my Uncle Ken will come and he'll share the obituary with us. It's such an honor to be here. Uh, June was such a special person. Uh, when my wife and I got married years ago and we were here at Oklahoma State University and she would invite us out to their house and feed us a good meal. And later when I, my daughter came up here, 
uh, was going through difficulties of her own. Uh, June would invite her out and minister to her and feed her. Uh, June has a, had a gift of hospitality, and uh, I love her very much. June Martin, age 82, of Edmond, died Sunday, November 5th. 2023 at Integris Hospital. June was born to Clarence C. and Jetty Miller Maxwell on July the 16th, 1941 in Stillwater. She attended C.U. Donart High School. She was a member of Calvary Assembly of God of Stillwater and Spring Creek Assembly of God of Edmond. She enjoyed the outdoors, hunting, fishing, and family. June is preceded in death by her first husband, Chris Holger, her parents and sister, Nancy Kinder. Members of her family include her husband, Gary Martin, son Buster and wife Rhonda Holger, daughter Carol Holger, grandchildren Crystal and husband Robert Sams, Chris Holger and wife Lakin, Amber Hicks and husband Willie, Nick Ham Nikki Hammock and husband Blake, April Davidson and husband Chris, and John Finley and wife Ann. Fifteen great-grandchildren, Tyler, Bradley, Ashley, Ryder, Maddox, Valerie, Trevor, Emma, Peyton, Alex, Alexis, Maximus, Maverick, Sloan, or Sloan? <laughs> Bailey and Rayleigh, brother Dan and Gail Maxwell, sisters Mary Guerin, Joyce and Ken Isom, and Kurt Kinder. Wanda June Martin was most affectionately known by her children as mom, by her friends and family as June, and by her five grandchildren and her 15 great-grandchildren as Granny. She lived her life for her family. She was married to her first husband, Chris Holger, for 18 years, moving to Colorado and raising their two children together until God unexpectedly called Chris home at an early age. Following Chris's death, she and her children moved back to Oklahoma. It was then that she met Gary at church, and about a year later, God started them both on the journey that brings us to this place where life's battles are won and eternal rewards begin. She passionately loved her children, and even more so, she loved her grandkids and her great-grandkids. She lived her life serving her family generation by generation. She provided the best home like possible for her family always fussing over each of us as the only the best mom June and Granny could do. She was a woman much loved by everyone she was around, many com commenting about her smile, and that seemed to be always be on her lips, no matter how life was treating her. Joy and happiness abounded in her and poured out in so many ways. Many of those ways were serving in her church from babies to the elderly. 
June was a fan of rules and structure too. Us kids and grandkids remember the love she showed through the switch she carried to keep us all in line. She used several switches. I think she wore out. Grandson Chris felt we could have elaborated on this even more. Yes, it was highly effective. Our mom, June, and Granny loved deeply. She served selfishly. She prayed earnestly, and she smiled warmly, creating an atmosphere of peace and calm, no matter the chaos around her. She will be missed by so many, but those who knew her and were close to her can hold on to the peace that we will see her again one day in that meeting in the air. I believe she could say something to all of us that remain on this earth. It would be a word of encouragement to surrender our hearts to Jesus as one day it will be worth it all. Amen. She was not only a woman of words and action. She was a, word, a woman of character and demonstrating the very thing that she she believed she lived the life she walked the talk and i'm so thankful i was adopted in her family it was difficult to determine what type of songs to bring into this. We know we wanted to bring some. We've got a very talented family. I um, often refer to a lot of these as my mama's music because I tend to lean a little more to the contemporary side of things. But we thought very appropriate and, and, and for this day would be a day that I think many of you will be able to join in with us on this. That's what a day that will be. Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand leads me through the promised land what a day glorious day that will be you know as I looked at these verses thought well we could just do the chorus we all know the chorus but as I looked at these verses, I thought, man, I want to really emphasize, because I believe this is what my mama's life was all about. There's coming a day when no heartaches shall come. No more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no more pain, no more parting over there. 
and forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be. Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face. The one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, a glorious day that will be. I want to share just a, a brief message with you today. Proverbs chapter 31. Somebody had posted a scripture when we had let people know that mom had passed. And the scripture came out of Proverbs, but I've kind of gotten in a bad habit. My wife, who's been a preacher's wife for 30 plus years, <laughs> has made me study the word a little better. So I can't take just the scripture anymore. I've got to look back and forward and figure out what's coming and where's it going and who's the audience and all those things now. And so when you look at Proverbs chapter 31, I had to go all the way back to verse 10 and it talks about the virtuous wife. Verse 10 says, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. My mama was always taking care of others. She did have a servant's heart. She took care of us family as we saw fit and saw need. Verse 16, it says, she considers a field and she buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strength strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She cared for everyone around her, not just her family but she cared for anyone who cared to be part of her family. Verse 21 says, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sits among the elders of the land, she makes them garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Mom loved to sew. I wore a several coats that she made over the years and, She'd buy a down coat kit. She'd sew that thing together. She was always fixing stuff. She liked her wood-burning stove, probably more so than some of us did. <laughs> I seen her burn a hole in the carpet with the ash bucket, set the pasture on fire. So, but she loved staying warm. <laughs> We'd have the fire roaring and the windows open. But, uh, <laughs> Verse 25 says, strength and honor are her clothing. She will rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. My mom was always blessing someone else with something. 
Verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. I believe this passage of scripture fits my mom very well. I believe she was very much a virtuous woman and a virtuous wife. I have a message that I've preached before concerning my own self that I titled Twice Blessed. Because that's how our family feels. I mean, my dad was with my mom for 18 years. But my stepdad, my, my dad Gary, has been with this family much longer. And then he's, he's the grandfather to my children. He's the great grandpa to our, our grandkids. This man has been such a steadfast item in this family. My mom couldn't have chose any better. And I believe God had this all set up from the beginning. That's probably a whole other sermon. I won't take the time to preach that one today. But I do believe my mom is a virtuous woman. As we posted this out on social media, the, the flood of response, um, the text messages, the comments, the, and then many were from people who maybe just knew me or, or maybe just knew Carol or maybe just knew our kids, but many of you who knew her, who knew her life, who knew her well, and spoke such beautiful things about my mom. It was such an impressive thing to read through there. It was an emotional thing, I can tell you that. It's, it was very difficult to read some of the stories and some of the, the things. Um, many of you, Pastor Formby, sent me a message. You know, all of the pastors of her past who knew her well and thought so highly of her. Such a virtuous woman she was. We're going to do another song for you here. If we can get through it. And again, I, I really want to emphasize the verses of this. It, it's the song, It Will Be Worth It All. Oft times the day seems long, our trials hard to bear. We're tempted to complain, to murmur in despair. But Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. All tears forever over in God's eternal day. Sometimes the sky looks dark with not a ray of light. We're tossed and driven on, no human help in sight. But there is one in heaven who knows our deepest care. Let Jesus solve your problem. Just go to him in prayer.
Life's day will soon be o'er, all storms forever past. We'll cross the great divide to glory safe at last. We'll share the joys of heaven, a harp, a home, a crown. The tempter will be banished. We'll lay our burden down. of his dear face all sorrow will erase we run the race we see Christ Gary wrote me a, a letter that he wanted me to read today the kind of woman I married, that's how he titled it. He said, when I married June, she was what I thought would be a good description of a garage sale queen. She outfitted several grandchildren with clothing, toys, or any other items she thought somebody might need or want. Well, most of the time she would shame me into going so I could drive her and load her spoils in the car for her. And of course, occasionally I might find something that I couldn't live without. With June, myself, and Buster hunting deer, she would always keep on the lookout for camouflage clothing. One particular Saturday, June was garage sailing over in Bethany, I believe. And he puts in here, I know I spelled sailing wrong because he actually spelled it like sailing a boat. <laughs> but he did it on purpose because when she was in the groove, she would lift the main sail and off she would go. Anyways, she purchased a camo shirt for Gary. When she got home, she decided to wash and dry the shirt before putting it up after or for deer season. And after she took the clothes out of the dryer, she came into the living room and asked me if I'd left some money in my pockets and my jeans after putting them in the dirty clothes basket. I told her no, I hadn't left any money anywhere that I knew of. So she informed me that she had found a $100 bill in the pocket of that shirt. So immediately, I got out of my chair and went to investigate. Ended up finding $100 bills in the washer, the dryer, the floor. Ended up being four or five $100 bills. I thought, man, this must be what it means, feels like to win the lottery. So after I got through celebrating our newfound fortune, June struck me with reality. She said, settle down, because the money doesn't belong to us. She told me she knew where she had purchased the camo shirt, and she was going to have to return the money. Well, I was kind of bummed out. But I knew she was right, and we had to return the money. Also, I didn't want the switch she used on them grandkids to be used on me. <laughs> so the next day, we drove back to the lady's house where she'd got the shirt. When she got there, she told the lady what had happened and that she wanted to return the money to her. The lady immediately broke down and began to cry. This is what she told June about the money. The lady's husband had a medical problem. He was going to have surgery done and he told her he wanted her to be there for his surgery. They were strapped for money and she said that they couldn't afford for her to miss work. 
He then told her that he had some money put away and it would be okay. So on the day of the surgery, she was present. Unfortunately, the man did not make it through the surgery and she wasn't told where the money was. But now you've guessed where the money got stashed. If there's a moral to this story, it would be check all the pockets on your clothes before you put them in a garage sale. This is the kind of woman I married 45 years ago. My mama was certainly a woman of integrity. His story reminded me of a story. Has to do with garage sailing as well. Long, long time ago when I was just a kid, young boy, I was likely forced to ride along with her on one of these sailing journeys. And while mom was busy rummaging through clothes, I found an old army jeep, you know, a little old plastic jeep. Just priced 10 cents. Had a masking tape price tag on it, you know how that goes. Well, I begged and begged and begged, and I was told, very matter-of-factly, help. So, I likely already had two or three of them anyway. So while Mom and the lady were busy bartering over her loot, I simply stashed the army jeep in her car. Yeah, I stole it. Later that same day, I got busted playing with it. Listen, if you're going to play with stolen merchandise, take the masking tape price tag off of it. <laughs> The dead giveaway. We loaded back up in the car and we drove all the way back across town to where that lady lived. She made me give that Jeep back to that lady, confess my crime. Well, the lady was very nice and she just kind of laughed and waved it off and told me I'll just keep it. So I thought I've won. Nope. Because after seeing the look on my mama's face, I pretty much told the nice lady, no, thank you. And then I prepared for that switching that Gary talked about, because it was coming. As we bring this to a close, once again, I, I want you to know how much we appreciate each and every one of you for your support of this family. Many of you are so close, have been close over the years. Some are fresh in this family. You're still debating whether or not you want to be in it. So we understand that as well. But. Uh, some of you are stuck with us, so you're just going to have to bear with it. But I'm going to ask the girls, they're going to sing one last song. And again, I believe this is one that's very fitting. Maybe brings us up to my speed a little bit. But it's amazing grace. My mama's chains are gone.
Again, I think it only proper that we truly close this in a fashion I believe that my mother would be very proud of. I want to offer you something today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. We, we knew that my mom was going to reach this place. We, we all will one day, but for some it's come a lot sooner than we expected. And I want to offer you today that if your life is not right with Jesus Christ, what better way to honor a woman of God than to accept him today and leave this place different than you've ever been before? Don't miss an opportunity for God to change your life forever. He's in this place. He's, he's present. Yes, these are just empty vessels. They've already gone on. My mama was gone. She was breathing her first in heaven the minute she took her last breath on this earth. She was walking streets of gold. She was shouting glory. I know it. We're going to meet her there one day, at least for those of us who are prepared. I, I want to encourage you today, if you are not prepared for your eternity, don't leave this place the way you came. Let God change your life forever today. There's, there's plenty of preachers here today. 
There's, I guarantee you can find one to pray with. Let somebody walk with you on this journey that you don't have to do this alone anymore. I'm thankful for a praying mom. I'm thankful for a family that, that, that gives us a, a, a feeling of home wherever we're at. Amen. Let me close with this. Psalms 42.1, I just felt like was a verse that really fit my mom. My mom loved to deer hunt. <laughs> she, she taught me how to make jerky. Of course, we did have to instruct her that that smoke alarm was not a timer. But we had to worry about that every now and again. But Psalms 42.1 says, As the deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul pants along in you for you, O God. I, I believe that that was my mom's heart cry. God, I, I'm, I'm desperate for you. I'm, I'm longing for you. This old world ain't got nothing to offer me anymore. I'm ready to go home. Verse 2 says, My soul, my life, my inner self thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and see the face of God? My mama's looking him square in the face today. And she's praying over us, I guarantee you, that everyone here makes a decision to follow him before their end, that they might be with her again one day in glory. Amen. If you would, just bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, I thank you for this family that's gathered around us today. God, we truly are family. As followers of Jesus Christ, you, we're all in this same family. We're, we're uh, inheritance, or heirs of the King. And God, today I thank you for those who have come to honor the life of my mom and this family. So, so much of a blessing to us as we journey through this time of grief and loss and struggle and deal with the things that we must deal with. And God, I'm thankful that we've got people to stand around us and lift us up and hold us up in time of need. God, I pray encouragement upon each one that's here. And if someone's here today that doesn't know you, Lord, God, I pray you mess them up until they figure it out and they bring them to you on their knees, crying out for a merciful God. We thank you today for those who have been here and, and come and, and bless this family. Go with us. Keep us safe. More than anything, God, keep us seeking you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.